is that? What is that? Wayne's World. Oh my gosh, how old are we? Oh my God. Hey, Sandra. Hey, Carrie. Who are we? The Screaming Divas. Hello. Yes, we are. Wait, there we are. The Screaming Divas. Yes. Um. Yeah. Who did we interview today? Oh, I mean, seriously, how excited am I? Will Liverman. Yay. Eric Baritone baritone extraordinaire who they are calling now uh what is in overnight success uh ascends to superstardom thank you new york times uh for fire shut up in my bones at the metropolitan opera season opener he is an amazing person not just a singer but composer middle i mean they are workshopping this new work that's going to be a chicago lyric next season how factotum yep factotum um not only and then he released it i mean this man never stopped working even through the pandemic i mean released a new cd has the new opera just uh blew it out of the park with fire shut of my bones which is going to chicago lyric in the springtime so if you missed it new york head to chicago and a fun person oh really fun great personality i think you all are gonna love listening yes. watching this interview so check it out please don't miss it nope. and we are back like season three coming up aren't we carrie oh my gosh that's like totally insane how did that happen i don't know but i love it i love these conversations with all these amazing artists like will and sharing their stories and having even like young artists watch this or even all singers musicians watch this and hear yes. The story of how he manages not only singing opera but singing all of these new modern pieces i mean it's just cool i i love it's these conversations cool. it's awesome yeah and it, it's a great way for us to kind of meet these people and for you to meet them and learn more about them before you go and see them on stage or listen to them in a cd which he has a new cd that came out also during the pandemic also. so please go out and buy it and see him on stage and check out this clip 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 thank you will Yep, thank you. Bye. Stay safe, everybody. Ciao, ciao. Who was your inspiration? Like when you were when when you were a kid, who'd you look up to and said, "Whoa, that's cool." Yeah, I would say actually my well, one my high school teacher uh, from Governor School. He passed away in two thousand eight, sadly. But you know, he's a big mentor to all of us, Robert Brown, because mm-hmm. um, he was my first voice teacher, and he also came from a gospel background. So there was that immediate connection there and he was so great I mean there's still things I feel like we all have I don't know at least for me we have those you know those great mentors where they where you draw on like things they said like oh that's what they meant you know like or just like things that still yeah resonate and like that you just really click um and Robert Brown to me was that person um he really was the one that inspired me to to have a career in singing um and he was also a great pianist and you know someone really respected in the community um so it was a really like it was a moment when we were doing fire because uh, Ryan Spiegel Green and I have a, a scene together in Act One and we both were his students and we both you know came from Governor School as as teenagers and he would have been really proud to see us on the stage. Um, Full circle, right? Yeah, Full yeah, circle. Yeah. That's. How are you? Good morning. Hello. Yeah, good, morning. good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yay. Where are you? Need- oh, that, that, oh, yes. You got the, you yeah, got the right. takeout mug. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm in, uh, just got back to New York, uh, yes, two days ago. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yay. Hey, thank you oh, for yeah. doing this because I know you got a big concert tomorrow. So thanks for getting up. Oh, yeah. No worries. No worries. You, yeah. Happy you to are do just it. like everywhere doing everything, aren't you? Oh, gosh. No, I mean, it's just, it's great to just be back working, you know, like coming out of the pandemic. And I mean, we're all just so unsure coming into the fall with Delta variant if things would happen. So right. it just seems like we, yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. uh, I just I heard I heard from my manager, you know, that things in, in Europe are not what they used to be. Wow. 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 So where are you where are you right now? I'm outside of Toronto still. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's okay. But I'm I'm next week I'm in New York. Woo! Okay. Tosca yeah. and Carrie. I just got home. I just got home and I get to see the leaves change. I'm really happy about that right now. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Which is Nashville. Beautiful. Sorry, Nashville. I'm outside, yeah, I'm outside of Nashville. Yeah, and I was just going to say, but congratulations. First, oh, thank you. Like, thank you. Every yeah. review. I think you paid your mom to write those. Those reviews <laughs> I set up in my bones. I mean, um, what? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's the best. <laughs> Isn't it? We just talked to Latanya oh. more, and she's like, "But Will was off the charts." And we're yeah. like, <laughs> no, it was a tremendous experience. I mean, I still feel like there's so much of it that you know it won't. It'll be a long time before I really process everything that happened. You know, because yeah. uh, there's just so many different things with it. You know, first black composer. You know, telling a story of a living person. Mm-hmm coming out of the pandemic, having it be the first show that people, you know, it's just like so many different elements and to see- Opening coming. night of the Met after being closed for so long. And, right. and I mean, come on. And such yeah. a, not just a eh kind of character, such a such a great character to play. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Had you done it before? Or was this the first time you'd, you'd done it? My first time, yeah. It's crazy, it all happened during the pandemic, actually. Um, I mean, I knew they had, they, they were going to do fire um, when I saw the announcement, but it was like for a future season. And oh. then they like at, during the pandemic and I think after, you know, the events of George Floyd and everything, they decided to move it up to next the, this season. And then I got the call to audition virtually. Like, so I just sent in like a, a video <laughs> and okay. sing the first aria. Yeah. Okay. I read this. I read this. I read, there are a couple yeah. things I wanted to ask you about that. A, I read that you sent yeah. in an audition tape to Peter Gelb. And second, I read that when you look through the part, it was actually written a little lower. And then as we talked with Latanya, two things had changed and were rewritten or added for you. Mm-hmm. But I want to know in the middle of a pandemic, how in the world did you make a recording? Did you just like, you're in your apartment, throw your phone up and sing it? I mean, how did this happen? <laughs> I mean, it was just all, it happened so fast. I just, I knew of the studio in Chicago that was still functioning. I mean, their business was like skyrocketing because everyone was doing Zoom this, mm-hmm. or like, you know, all these right. RA. Uh, uh, things and videos and so I just contacted them and said I needed a space and to record this aria so I went there and just had you know did it on book and just so I get something higher quality than my phone you know to give them more right. idea of yeah okay. the best I could yeah was this Lo Bianco's was this is it Walhalla or her was it her? oh yeah they uh no it wasn't but I okay. yeah I did something with them over the pandemic but yeah it's a this uh piano music forte place in Chicago yeah cool awesome great so is that where you spent the pandemic was it in chicago or new york or chicago i had like low-key moved to philly 
to get back on the East Coast. And then that, <laughs> like I had a studio and then um, it when the pandemic hit, because the plan was to move everything from Chicago to Philly during the pandemic. But then once the pandemic, I couldn't keep two places and not have any gigs. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I had to get rid of the Philly place. And it was like, just kidding. And I retreated <laughs> to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. Chicago's still home or, or New York? Yeah. Or, okay. Chicago, yeah. Um, Yay, go Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I heard Macbeth was was, was amazing. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. So mm -hmm. it, was, it was it was off the off the charts too. I mean, like yeah, one yeah. of those like it sounds like with you with fire, it's it's one of those that's gonna stay with you for a while and yeah. um just because David McVicker is so brilliant. Amazing. Brilliant, yeah. amazing, mm -hmm. pushes you and you know. So, and, right. and, but how awesome, I mean, for both of you to open up a season like that after everything we've been through and to have live audiences. I mean, it, I yeah. think that just added so much more amazingness and sparkle and joy and happiness. You too. So yeah. Carrie, Carrie got to sing for the first time since, yeah. well, no, okay. She, she did a concert before, but she was in Seattle doing mm -hmm. Mimi, like with an orchestra, with people. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will say most people during the pandemic, well, there were two, we, we, we've interviewed a lot of people. There yeah. were either people who were like, I just can't sing. Or there were people who I think mm. are like you who are like, whoa, I got this gift of time. I'm mm. going to compose an opera and record a CD. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I've been watching you. You've been busy. <laughs> Did you have any downtime? Did you go like, whoa, okay, I need to, yeah. to just chill. Or was it just, I'm going to take advantage of this? It was just a it was a roller coaster of things, you know. I you know for the the CD side of it, like I started already in the process of you know we had the rep chosen and the venue picked out, and then we had a few false starts with it, and then it just so happened like when everything was shut down, we had uh, there was this opening where we could do it, so that just happened to work out. And with the opera, um, it was something that was just like that we wanted to do for fun. Like my collaborator and I, we went to high school together. Uh, okay. so, yeah and uh we actually both started in the same like opera program where, where we both got introduced to opera um and then he went on to become a producer and a jazz musician so we linked in 2018 and i gave him this idea about this barbershop opera you know based off of barber of seville and um so that like when the pandemic hit we had all this time to work on it um and the lyric they lost their season mm -hmm. and um they were looking for alternative programming and I was just, you know, I had all the time. So I was starting to raise money to do like a virtual workshop or something, you know, just to get it off the ground and like yeah. see where we could take it. I mean, we had all this time. Um, and then we, Lyric and I, we, we ended up linking up to to talk about the workshop because they were looking for programming. And we just ended up <laughs> doing the workshop with them. I mean, it was one of those like, we have nothing to lose situations, <laughs> situations, you know, kind of. Um, yeah. For, it's amazing. We, yeah. it, it, we should tell everybody it's Fuck Totem, yeah. right? It, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. called it. Fuck and totem. the name yeah. of your CD, which you recorded during the pandemic, is... Mm -hmm. Dreams uh, of the Day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Like, yeah. wow. Okay. <laughs> and you were a member of the Ryan Opera Center uh, in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did uh, three years there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you only finished it in 2015, which means you're like still a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like it, but yeah, I guess <laughs> the yes. pandemic is, yeah. Oh my God. But, so, um, yeah. so the opera that you, this, 
project that you started, there was something you just said where you were going to start raising money. Um, mm. I would love to know for other people that want, that have these brilliant, beautiful ideas in their brains and from the idea to fruition, I mean, how did that work for you? So yeah. you, you call him, you have this idea, you want to collaborate, you build this thing. And then the next thing is money. The next thing is Chicago Lyric. How did that, who were you calling to raise money? So I is organization Three Arts. They're a nonprofit in Chicago and they advocate for women artists and artists of color and art, artists of disability. Mm -hmm. And I won a grant with them a few years ago and they have this amazing, um, uh, thing where you can raise, they do this crowdfunding thing for special projects. Okay. And you have like, you know, you can pick how many days you want to raise the money and your goals. Um, and so I presented them with the factotum um, and raised, you know, we hit our goal to like just get, you know, the equipment that I needed to work with Rico virtually. Mm -hmm. um, we hired, you know, like a, a story consultant to help, you know, I'm not a dramaturg or anything. So we needed, we wanted to have like a third eye to like, you know, mm -hmm. help us build the story. Um, and so that's, you know, that's the thing I, I tell people, you know, if you have passion projects, the support is out there, you know, you just have to be the one, no one's going to force you to do it because we're mm -hmm. also, you know, you have to right. sit down and like make a real plan. Like, okay, I have this grand idea. Great. But then how are you actually going to go about making it come to life? And I think once you have the idea and you've put together your mission statement or whatever it is, people can see that and, you know, people want to support things that they, you know, see you get so passionate about, you know, they want yeah. to be part of that and say like, oh, I helped that person do that thing, you know, so. You um, also have a personality that's very infectious, you know, you're very uh, open and, and, and very gracious. And I think people are willing to, to work with people who are like that. And hmm. I mean, so you composed this too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sang in it. Yeah. <laughs> Are yeah. you a type A personality or what? No, no, absolutely not. I'm so the most laid back. I, you know, I've always had a I mean, I grew up in the church and, you know, gospel music and piano is like my first passion. So I always, you know, ranged in things, but just, you know, for myself. Um, and it just, it wasn't until like a few years ago when I started doing like more arranging and just compositions and just fun things. Um, and I, then I just, when I had the idea, it was just slowly, you know, I would have a break and I would just like, hmm, what could this be? And just write something. And then, you know, it just started felt like that. Yeah. What's, oh, sorry. So let me ask you this. What's it like to be on the other side of the table workshopping with singers and singers going, and eh, this doesn't work so great in my voice. I have such an immense respect for composer is gone through the roof because I, you know, like we go to those workshops, just like, this is trash. You know, like, <laughs> what do you mean? It's just, you know, like, you're like, excuse me, I wrote that. <laughs> I know, but it's just, yeah, exactly. It is every composer, no matter what their aesthetic has put in so much time and work that we don't see. I mean, we all put in time, you know, whether for what we do in our craft, but like come, when something like you've created that comes like from you and you're putting out, they're so vulnerable and it didn't just in a different way that I can't really, you know, so walking into the, that workshop was the most terrifying thing just to hear people like singing your stuff and then you know, like, yeah. working with him and like making sure that they, you know, as a singer, like knowing, okay, this person needs this, or I need to rearrange that, you know, like, it it was a very interesting experience being on the other side. Yeah, I learned Jake, a lot. Jake Hagee said it was like birthing a baby. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, it, you know, yeah. it's, it's like, funny, it, like, it's painful. How, 
How would a man know that? Like, how would exactly. a man know what that's like? I mean, come on, people. <laughs> but, uh, so what's harder? Com- <laughs> what's, is it harder to compose or sing? I would say composition. Hmm. Just because, I mean, just because I'm new at it. Like, I've, yeah. you know... Um, because you're always in your head, like, and it's just a different sort of thing, you know, you, you put something out there and then it's just like a matter of letting it go and like letting someone else take that and make it their own. Mm-hmm. And just like the, the collaboration in that, there's just, I don't know. Um, and coming up with words too, you know, like we did the libretto ourselves and, um, trying to come up with, you know, rhyme, I mean, it's, uh, it's heavily rhyme schemed, uh, or just like a heavy rhyme scheme in it. So, um, it's just it's a combination of like sitting down and thinking of all those things and what works and what doesn't. And, you know, and it's, it's a learning process. We actually have our second workshop next Monday. Oh, cool. Um, cool. Yeah. Back at Lyric. So this will be the first workshop was sort of like testing out the waters, you know, seeing what we had. And this one will be a, a run through of the whole thing. And we're going to bring in, you know, hopefully a director um, and to, you know, get it to the next phase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there a scheduled date to happen in Chicago? Like a stage? Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it'll be with the um, Lyric Unlimited, um, and it will premiere next winter in 23. 2023, 20, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so yeah. exciting. Yeah, it's still, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> I love that, oh my gosh. It's mm-hmm. so, it's so amazing. Yeah, I, here it goes, sorry. No, you, Sandra, you actually had a great question that we have. Um, about the mixing the genres of yeah. of classical. You said you you have the gospel music background, right? And it's mm-hmm. and it's obvious listening to this. Yeah. Somebody called it where where was it? Genre bending the, mm-hmm. the music of mm-hmm. is this the future of classical music? What and how would you describe the music mm-hmm. of your opera? You know, I just for me, I didn't I didn't want to step outside the bounds of like what I know. You know, like I you know, I know gospel and R and B, I know how those styles work, and I know the classical voice. And so like it really is, you know, a lot of, you know, experimenting. And you know, granted, like we know we're not the first ones to do this. You know, we're there've been operas that have, you know, crossed those boundaries, you know, like hip opera and just more like off the beaten path sort of things. Um but I mean, with the, with this style, I mean, we're really just kind of really going all the way with, you know, just combining those elements and not being afraid to see where those things <clears throat> can take us. Um, I would just call it like we call it a soul opera, if anything. Oh, OK, <laughs> cool. Love that. Somebody else called opera. it. Somebody else called it a, a, a black opera. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. it, it, it tells a great story. And, and, yeah. and in my mind, in our minds, Fire Shut Up in My Bones is mm-hmm. similar. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it really, what I loved about Fire, too, is, you know, Terrence's writing is so great because, you know, the elements that he uses bring, coming from the jazz world, mm-hmm. and when you when you understand that that language, it's easy to kind of, you know, insert your voice in those things and make it your own, and, you know, take, because we, you know, we did a lot of changes, um, not a lot, but we were able um, throughout the course of the run, you know, to still you know, let the piece develop. And, you know, if we had other ideas of, oh, maybe I want to take this up the octave or, you know, go a different direction, mm-hmm. we could do that because, you know, the music was just like set up for that in mm-hmm. a way. Um, and so I, I learned a lot, like doing fire and then writing factotum just of like, you know, dramatic things, you know, not everything needs to be 
so, like there's some things that can happen dramatically without it being mute you know like it could be a dance it could be an expression or a gesture or or you know dialogue even mm -hmm. um, which i think they use really well is like th those little pockets coming in and out of those musical numbers of just like mm -hmm. little moments of dialogue um which mm -hmm. i thought was really interesting um but yeah you know it's one of those things you know for factotum is you know we're still it's still growing um we're gonna learn a lot next week um mm -hmm. in the workshop um and yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's it, it's yeah. it, it's just amazing. Read and I mean, can can we ask how old you are? I'm 33. Yeah, Carrie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, uh, I, I, where's my walker? I'm, like, I'm an old lady. Like, oh my God, please. You guys look amazing. Are you kidding me? It's yes. called Halo. I didn't have to say that, but thank you. It's, it's called Halo Lights right there. Oh right? my God. Yeah. So, how would you describe your voice then? I mean, it, it, would you call do you? I know you call yourself an opera singer, but mm -hmm. I mean, you kind of you sing a lot of modern music. You're doing yeah. Malcolm X, the opera at the Met coming up, right? Mm -hmm. Is that really your forte or do you do you just call yourself a singer? <clears throat> I got, yeah, um, a lyric baritone, a singer. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the, with the new music, I feel like I was coming out of the program right when new works were really becoming more of a thing. Like we were seeing, you know, Opera, Philly, Opera Philly's festival was, you know, taking right. off and doing all these new commissions. Minnesota with Silent Night and Venturing mm -hmm. Candidate and, um, at, you know, all these pieces that were starting to really come up. And I think it's great for young singers because it gives us an opportunity, you know, something that's never done before, mm -hmm. you know, for maybe the standard stuff, they're going to go with the more experienced people who have done the role elsewhere. But if something mm -hmm. that's new, they're like, oh, we can take a chance on you in this new piece because we don't know what it is. And like, we can just, you know, build around like have the stars and then build like the side roles and that could just be you know a young new singer and that's what the opportunity for me was charlie parker's yardbird um yeah. with the uh, opera philly and i got to do dizzy gillespie next to lawrence or lawrence larry oh larry lawrence brownlee lawrence larry hey, we're gonna call him larry. that now larry. Hi, lawrence <laughs> larry brownlee um yeah we so i got a chance to work with him coming out of the program which was a really it was amazing you know i always looked up to him and that was my first um kind of like my break or whatever coming out of the young arts program doing that because it traveled um and so and i just ended up doing a bunch of new music after that like i just kind of was you know called marnie at the met right and flight yeah. and um, you've done a lot do you like it do you like modern music I love it. I mean, I, you know, other people will say too that I agree that it's just the best, you know, one of the best parts obviously is working with living and breathing collaborators and creators, you know, right. um, and they're in the room with, when you need to make a change or, you know, you know, just building something together, which is an amazing thing. But I mean, I love the standard rep too. I mean, there's a lot of standard stuff I've never done. Like I've never mm -hmm. done Valentine, Belcore, all of the standard, Don Jovan, I've never done Cozy, I've never done, you know, all the Hello, roles, opera yeah. houses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his agent. But, just, but it's been, you know, but I haven't, you know, it's I haven't minded so much just because, you know, it's I think it's a special thing to take on the mantle of like bringing in, you know, new works and um, um, it's it's you know you always learn something new and um, and to be able to work with you know composers and then and then I you know 
have ideas, you know, I want to commission them for something down the line. You know, it's just like a yeah. nice relationship that's formed. Um, Amazing. Just, yeah, continuing, you know, making new stuff. So I love that. I am um, there I, throughout the pandemic when we were interviewing people, there were several that talked about the future of opera is really in the new works and in storytelling. Yeah but also storytelling musically in a way that makes people want to keep coming back to hear it again and again and again. So right. it's not so modern that it's like, what am I listening to? But it's mm -hmm. modern in a way where, why haven't we transitioned? Why aren't composers using Verdi and Puccini and Mozart and all that to make the next one? And part right. of me feels like fire shut up on my bones could actually be something that is now going to be a part of our canon. It's going to be now a part of, the regular thing because of the audience reaction right and the excitement yeah. of it does that make sense it's going to be really interesting yeah. to see how well it plays out in chicago i mean these are huge opera houses yeah and yeah these, and then could this be something that travels to europe and yeah, yeah. expand there so i i love the idea of yeah of this actually storytelling that is really in a way universal in the emotions of it but it's also <laughs> specifically talking about um part of our country and part of our it's storytelling just, that needs it's to a very american story country. i mean it, it's yeah, not yeah. an american story right yeah yeah and i i completely agree i mean in my opinion i think you know new works we need some level of access points to like really yeah. you know get in there and uh, you know appreciate what it is and you know i think stories like fire and i remember even doing fellow travelers and how people were so moved by that mm -hmm. and like um just um i think that's where opera can go and while also not <laughs> getting you know getting doing away with the standard right. things i mean because yeah. they're they're standard for a reason i mean they're timeless Absolutely. and you can always find new meaning sure. in poem carmen traviata like it's it's kind of mind-blowing when you think about like in our art form you know musicals we always best new musical best do that but like We've had op we've had these same stories for hundreds of years, mm -hmm. and it blows my mind that people still pack the house. Know. They know exactly this how the story goes from beginning yeah. to end, but they want to hear it in a different voice and hear a new interpretation or a new production. Right. right. It's incredible how that's lasted, you know, um, for I hundreds. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I want to know. Okay, like Carrie. Carrie is like Miss Disney Princess. She can sing every <laughs> Disney tune really well you don't want to hear me sing pop music because it, it sounds like an opera singer hot, hot mess hot it's mess. a hot mess Sandra goes to karaoke i am so there let's go well, let's go <laughs> oh my gosh yes. you do carrie is the best disney princess i love ever. well but, i love all i mean listen i grew up with mariah carey and whitney houston and i just yeah. tried to mimic them sandy patty i wanted to mimic all these women i tried and so uh, and then yeah. when you heard the princesses you were like oh my god i have to sound like ariel so anyway yeah. i am all down for karaoke let's throw down okay. and see who wins some money i'll, I'll watch <laughs> <laughs> but it, do you think now okay Fire shut fire must have been a different different vocal technique than say singing Papageno. Yeah. Do you think differently? Because we we interviewed John Holiday too, and yeah. you know, I mean, amazing singer. How he can do you think out. vocally differently for each this this genre bending, or do you just sing? I that's a great question. Thank you. I try to make you know. It's finding like the lyricism and the the that line in the new works, especially because one of the things you know I feel like there's a lot of inf you know in new operas there's always so much information, right? Mm 
And I feel like there's these like little scenes that happen that like progress the story because there's a lot to tell. And there's so many words. And I, I think, you know, in comparison to something like Bohem or something where you have like soaring lines that help you get over the orchestra and, you know, really get that, that sound out there. You know, I just try and tune into that and put that in the newer works and find way, you know, those that to create a line somehow. And it, Terrence sets that up so beautifully in Fire. Um, and I, one of the great things, again, about, you know, working with a composer that's right there is that, you know, from the beginning of the run, some of the stuff that was still sitting at a bit too low mm -hmm. for that size house, you know, I was able to, you know, take it and look at it. And then I was like, wait, let me, what if I put this up the octave and did this and here and that? And he was completely open for me to try things like, like mid run. I took the aria basically up an octave. <laughs> and then like, I saw unique the night when he came back and was like, okay, you know, like, and then it, What's going on? <laughs> right, right. But eventually it settled. And then, you know, people like green lighted it. And then it said Latani was doing the same, you know, you know, just mm -hmm. taking liberties and putting things, um, in, in a, in a way that just helps us, you know, get through the piece. Um, and I think that's something that, you know, needs to be, I don't know, when new works are created, one of the great things about Fire that I've never really seen before is it already premiered at OTSL, right. but with the room to grow and become like a grand opera. Mm -hmm. And like the people singing it in this cast, like we were able to still like change the piece and make it fit our voices. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, I don't know if it's, you know, people are, you know, everyone's so busy with new works, you see it open and then that's it. Like people, I wash my hands of this, like this right. is done. When it has potential to be better, or like maybe there's some dramatic things that like, oh, if they just did this or if they just did that, right. like sure. it can make it, I mean, you spent all this time on it, why not make it the best that it could be? You know, like, right. um, and if, if you have living and breathing creators, you know, so that's, I think one of the beautiful things about Fire is to watch it grow from OTSL, which is already a great hit there. Right. But then to see it, you know, adding Camille Brown to do the choreography and then like things to really make the story, you know, mm -hmm. what it what what it what it was. So yeah. You don't mind singing in English as opposed to singing in Italian. You I missed the it. I missed the I don't know how to say in foreign languages anymore. I gotta go back <laughs> to IPA diction. I gotta go all the way back. I, know, I, I find I don't know about you, Carrie, but singing in English, I always find that I'd like get a little get a little tension there because you know, I'm a nice yeah. Midwest kind of gal, you know, and I'm like, yeah. when I sang Susanna, it ain't, it ain't. It's like, oh, that's yeah. when I'm coming back. It's <laughs> challenging. Know? It's cha and especially for something like fire that's so, I mean, I come off the gate like, MF for this, you know, like, uh -huh. it's so, the big challenge was keeping all of that somehow out of my throat. I mean, it's just, it's so, you know, we're, we're humans and we feel emotion. And like when you, the rage is just so hard to keep out of here because mm -hmm. it's just, you want to muscle it and get it. I mean, you, you, it's an intense moment. So what else am I going to do than, you know, really go for it? <gasps> yeah. I know. So it was like, it was always, you know, having those moments as with any, you know, checking in with yourself, like, all right, let's chill out. You know, like yes. we got a whole opera to get through and like, you know, it's, but it's hard. The English language is, you know, it make it's so Literally. many pitfalls and it's hard to get out of if you keep, you know, yes. going down the path. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, I love that you said that because I think both of us feel that way 
in Tosca, something that we Sopranos talk about all the time about in that mm -hmm. moment where Scarpia is attacking you and then all of a sudden you've got to go into Visidarte. How do you have all of these intense, <laughs> strong emotions and then and then calm <laughs> yeah. down enough to be able to pin, pianissimi that top note for, for VC? So right. what, where's the balance in all of that? So, um, I mean, right. that's, that's our singer, you know. Our right, singer. yeah, that's always the thing, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Did you, um, where did you find the inspiration behind your character for Charles? Where, what did you um, draw on for that? In addition to the memoir, I think, I mean, so much of it was just like, I gotta get this music learned. <laughs> oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say, it, it must been, it must been hard yeah. learning that. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, it's, it's yeah, hard. It was, um, it was a journey, you know, like make a plan for yourself. And I mean, it was just like this weird thing because like I was still nervous. I didn't even think the show was gonna happen again. Like I was right. waiting for it. I was like, I'm putting all this work and countless <laughs> mm -hmm. hours just for to get that email to say, we're sorry, the Delta variant has ruined everything. Uh, but I was just like, no, I have to, you know, press forward as if it's gonna happen. Um, and the, I don't know, drawing on the, the, the memoir and Honestly, like kind of just, you know, learning it and take, you know, doing as much research as I could and then just kind of opening myself up to Jim and Camille and, you know, kind of getting their ideas and building it together, like scene by scene. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And that's the beautiful thing, you know, about any opera is just like the journey of, you know, you go see a show opening night and it's completely different by the last show, you know, because right. you still find things you get more comfortable like to you know so that's exactly what happened with fire i still feel like you know i was you know discovering new things with latanya and angel and mm -hmm. you know um and it's great to have a second run at that kind of so soon in the same season to like basically picking up where we left off and you know taking it and you know making it even better for for lyric <clears throat> i love that I, to, I, I mean how was it with covid with Macbeth, like chicago and chicago world like were there, did they do full seating or how was the, you know, how was yeah, that? Full, of, full yeah. on. The lyric is like, you have to be fully vaccinated to come and watch the show, but, and wear a mask. But you know what? I have to say it was, it felt like real opera. Yeah. But I, I was very fortunate to sing a lot during the pandemic um, yeah. with full audiences well over in Europe. But wow. the whole rehearsal with a mask forget it <laughs> terrible okay and i know, know we're mm -hmm. sorry go ahead i'm sorry go you know you know what really was nerve-wracking it after learning how to sing in a mask and figuring all that stuff out which was drama i'm blowing over that but um what <laughs> you've scared, talked about it what what scared me though and fear really was we get tested and what happens if that test comes back and it's positive and the shows the next night does that mean that I don't sing and I don't get to make my money? I mean, there was this constant holding of my breath of thinking, what if I'm positive? I've done everything I can. I'm vaccinated the whole, I'm getting the booster in two weeks, you know, all this stuff. But what happens? Does that mean that I don't get paid and, and I can't sing? Scary. What do we do? We were all in that same boat. And it's scary because like I was in that same thing. It's just like, yeah, what if we get, what if we get what, it? And what if, what if your cover gets it? You know, like it, it was a very thin. Oh yeah. Uh, it's it's insanity all i know is that i think i prayed to everything you could pray yes. to. You know, <laughs> yeah. it was like jesus buddha allah like yeah. all of it all. <laughs> i've had 112 covid tests since january 1st girl oh my God. i have you. <laughs> no sinus passages left but um so okay so they're calling you an overnight <laughs> 
overnight oh success. Like ascends, what did they say? Ascends to superstardom. Oh gosh. How do you deal with that? Like it, it at I 33, how do you deal with that? I don't know. I feel like, I don't, you, you know, I was always just the type of, you know, I, just to get the job and to make a living was enough for me. Like, you know, battling it out at NOLA Studios and Opera America <laughs> for that one job, you know, like, yes, competitions, you know, just to like call myself a singer and be like, this is what I do for a living was enough. And to all of a sudden, like come out of the pandemic and then Hey, Will, your bus is over here. Like, your face is over here and then there. That was just like, it's so, it was so weird. Like, I never got used to it. Um, so amazing. And I don't know. For me, it was just like still th making it about the work, you know, like, because at the end of the day, I mean, that's what, you know, you're there for the job. Um, and so it's just like kind of just staying in that mindset of, you know, just keeping, not doing anything differently. I mean, just, you know, continue to, to, to get better and to um, all those things. But I, yeah, I'm not, stress? I'm never used to it. Yeah. Do you feel because I know I, I know that when when somebody when I got a really great review and kind of started yeah. going, I felt yeah. like, oh, shit, now I really got to bring it a game every yeah, that's, like, it's felt, oh, I yeah. was coasting before, but now I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, people expect that, like, right from the yeah, because they know what's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's just it's strange. Like, I've never guess I mean, I've just always been, you know, just trying to make it by and work. And um, so, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm still processing so much of it, you know? Sure. Yeah. Okay, but tell me this, please tell me that you got a photograph of you in, on the bus, like you standing maybe in front of the bus. Did you get I, that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, I like to clown a bit and I, you know, my friends, you know, I was, I made a joke on my Instagram, like, oh, I've got to reenact the Sex in the City scene <laughs> opening. They're like, oh, you have to do, you have to do it. So I found some friends of mine who do uh, some video, um, and they we did we reenacted the opening for it. <laughs> and I put it on my Instagram. It was a lot of fun. And That's just hysterical. Silly. It's like when am I when else am I going to have this opportunity? You know, so you Pinch never yourself. know. Listen, yeah, your right. career, you never know. I have a feeling it's going to happen again. So uh, there we go. Uh, so why opera? I mean. Hmm. you you said you came from you have gospel backgrounds and church yeah. backgrounds it, it's obvious listening to yeah. to the opera that you wrote hmm. um but, but why opera why not pop or yeah you know mm -hmm. oh my gosh maybe i should have i don't know mainstream i guess that's where all the the coins reside <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you like people right. say sandra oh yeah. you're an opera singer you're like i'm like i'm not beyonce <laughs> there you go People are making Different so much paycheck. from the studios with their microphones i'm like the joke was on us no but i know <laughs> how stupid uh, were we you know like um no but for me it was uh the governor school for the arts in norfolk virginia um it was an all-arts school and they had different uh department musical theater dance um instrumental visual and they had a vocal program and I auditioned for the voice and instrumental, um, and then the, the the people in head of, at the that were in charge of the voice program wanted me for the voice program, um, and so I just went in that direction. I had no idea that it was really like a classical voice program for you know like like basically like opera for high schoolers, um, okay. and so I started we I started my first voice lessons there. We did fully staged operas. 
Uh, it's kind of like a yeah. People always make fun of. I mean, it's because we there's there are actually a few. There's six alumni from that same school that are on the Met stage. Like Ryan Speedo Green, and I were at that school. Freddie Ballantyne, who's Sport and Life, and Porgy oh. from that same school was yeah. behind me. Crystal Williams, who's an Ocknaughton, Josh Conyers, Marjorie Owens. Yes. All came from that yeah. same school. Um, <laughs> That's yeah. incredible. Okay. Yeah. That's where we got our start there. And it was amazing because we would take trips to New York and go see shows at the Met. Um, and so that's what really opened up <coughs> my world into opera. And I just got to a point where I was like, well, I've been doing this, you know, for four years. And, as you know, let's take it and, you know, apply to undergraduate schools. And it just kind of kept going cool. from there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love it. So <coughs> going forward. What's next? And I mean, I, I love that you you've kind of created your own niche. So hmm. what what's next? Oh, well, um, you know, getting beside yeah, getting this factotum off the ground and doing the workshop with that um, and um, a few finishing out the season doing flight, which will be my first time doing that. Oh, cool. A lot of great things about that opera. Right. Um, Akhenaten is coming back. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll reprise my role in that. Like uh, goals. What? What? Where do you see oh, yourself? Yeah. Like yeah, five yeah. years. You know what I mean? Like. How, oh yeah. You know what? 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 Yeah, what's I, I want to be. Yeah, for me, like, I want to be continuing down this path of just you know, you know, collaborating and creating new story. You know, new stories and being on the other side of the table. Um, I was just in Virginia um, last week and I was um, appointed as like creative advisor with Virginia Opera, which was special because, you know, mm -hmm. it's my stomping grounds. And mm -hmm. so I'm really excited to work with them. Awesome. Uh, and, you know, I love the new direction that they're heading and uh, mm -hmm. heading towards. And so like more, you know, things like, you know, being continuing to be an advocate for diversity and, and inclusion in the arts, like beyond our front facing artists, you know, there's so much. That, that makes an opera company run. And I think, you know, there's lots of change that we still need to see in the arts world. Um, and how are we gonna do that? How are, we, how are we gonna keep this momentum going? We, you know, we have to just continue to be diligent, you know, that after George Floyd, it can't just be like a moment where something happens and like, oh, well now we care, you know, like we have to continue to, you know, um, t you know telling new stories, obviously. Um, but beyond that, like, you know, who, who is, um, you know, everything from our, like our board members, you know, getting support from, from that and like finding and diversifying our boards and, you know, how are we raising our money? How are we, you know, like kind of going from like where it really, like the source of every company and how the money is, you know, raised and who has the say on the other side of the table right. um, because there's still really no representation there. No. Um, um, so that to me is where the real change um, needs to happen. Um, and, you know, but I, I got to say, I mean, it's like I, all that to say that there's we I mean, I think we're heading in the right direction. You know, we're seeing so many more um, collaborators and creators of color telling new stories, yeah. um, you know, more diversity in our in our uh, on our stages. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's a start in the right direction. We just have to keep um, going with that. <laughs> and um, yeah, I want to just continue to be an advocate for that in, every, in any way I can. I think yeah. there's okay. Uh, I think there's a huge issue with our education system too, 
And I think that starting kids younger, understanding and learning and putting, and even some of these opera companies that maybe can get into the schools. I mean, I know we've done that before, but maybe we need to engage the communities in a different way to get young people involved because they're the next generation of, does that make sense? So there's part of me, oh, yeah. I want to change what we have right now, where we all are at in our careers, but I also want to go back. I think that there's, there's strength and there's something there within our education system. Yeah, take that's Fox really, Totem to schools. Yes, that's that's really where it is. It's the education because we're searching around like, well, where are our black conductors and where are our black? It's just like, but it starts from you know there has to be an interest and from it from the beginning, and you know to get to that point, you know, becoming a professional and doing it and going out there. So it start. I mean, if it wasn't for governor school. Ryan wouldn't be singing. I wouldn't be singing. Freddie wouldn't be singing. Like we all be in our in a different field. So like it, you know, we need more of that. Like I, that's where it starts. You know, to get, you know, um, our black, you know, people of color, the leaders on the other side of the table. Mm -hmm. You know, our conductors, directors. Like, but it, yeah, it starts from um, going way way back and drawing interests at our early interests at our early age. I I feel like we. I remember as a kid. Grew up growing up in Florida, which is highly like Texas, you know, it means music mm. used to be this huge thing with art schools and there still are there, they still are there. But there was also this wonderful thing about not only just bringing the kids to the opera companies to see a show, but there was something about in the community inviting parents too, so that parents mm. who might not have ever heard this genre are now hearing it. And if the kids get excited and the parents know what they're talking about, it's this wonderful, magical thing. Conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Please. Yeah. So, who was your inspiration? Like when you were when you, when you were a kid, who'd you look up to and said, "Whoa, that's cool." Yeah, I would say actually my well, one my high school teacher uh, from Governor School. He passed away in two thousand eight, mm -hmm. sadly. But you know, he's a big mentor to all of us, Robert Brown, because mm -hmm. um, he was my first voice teacher, and he also came from a gospel background. So there is that immediate connection there, and he was so great. I mean, there's still things. I feel like we all have. I don't know, at least for you, we have those, you know, those great mentors where they, where you draw on like things they said, like, oh, that's what they meant, you know, like, or just like things that still yeah. resonate and like that you just really click. Um, and Robert Brown to me was that person. Um, he really was the one that inspired me to, to have a career in singing. Um, and he was also a great pianist and, you know, someone to really respected in the community. Um, so it was a really like, it was a moment when we were doing fire because, uh, Ryan Spiegel Green and I have a, a scene together in Act One, and we both were his students, and we both, you know, came from Governor School as as teenagers, and he would have been really proud to see us on the stage. Full um, circle, right? Yeah, Full yeah, yeah, circle. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I don't know, Carrie, if you have anything else you want to ask, or do you want to do rapid fire and? Uh -oh. No, I'm fine with rapid fire. I'm just so excited <laughs> for you and excited for the yeah. future. And I, I saw Alex Fletcher. He came out to Seattle and yeah. it was, I didn't even say hi to him. I just was like, um, do you think Will would want to be on the Screaming Divas? Because we're... <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, he must have thought I, I was nuts. But Oh, I mean, my I God. Him. I love Alex. Yeah. And I'm so... Seattle looks so great. That was actually... Yeah, that was one of the my first things that was... I was supposed to do that poem in Seattle before the pandemic. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. yeah, and I love Seattle, so I'm glad that that, yeah, looked really uh, I'm happy. amazing. I'm happy it came to fruition, and uh, I was yeah. so fortunate. I mean, 
it always breaks my heart when you're filling in for someone because you don't know why. Now, if that person got a better job, then yay. But uh, right. <laughs> right. Hey, little yeah. like, I don't I don't like to post about, oh, hey, I'm going la la la, because I, yeah. you know, there's something about sure. feeling especially after the pandemic, it just makes it a hundred times worse. So um, I was grateful right. for the work and grateful for the, for the opportunity, but um, yeah. 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 Now, thank you. Thank you for joining us and congratulations again. Oh, We're, it's, it's, it's so, it's, it's so great to hear of yeah. someone just boom, just killing it. Oh, and especially wow. in our business and, and really opening doors for so many people and many thank people. you and um, especially like through the pandemic oh i'm sorry wait one more thing when you said that you're doing the workshop next week and yeah. after the whole time working with terrence and changing things to making them fit for you has that even that had to impact you even more for next week when you're workshopping oh, together? a thousand percent you know because at the end of the day, you know, we, you know, if you're a composer, you want the singers to be successful because we're the ones that are putting it up. So if you're writing something where it's still like, well, this is what I stand by and I need to have this B flat here because it represents the, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then that singer is having a problem, you know, like you want to make it, you want to make it so that comfortable, the singer feels comfortable in what they're doing. So then they can make it their own. Right. If, if it's just a matter of just like keeping up to like get the rhythm right and the note and this all, you know, whatever the thing is, yeah. and they're just, you know, not being able to really grasp and like put their own thing on it, then, mm -hmm. you know, and then it's just like, and then everyone is not, you know, it's at a disadvantage. The story, you know, kind of loses its, you know, but it's, but I mean, to answer your question, yeah, I mean, that's, we're huge on the collaboration and, you know, and the beautiful thing about an original story is we have <laughs> nothing to draw on. So like we can just change whatever we want, you know, right. like. Doesn't um, work. Great. We'll just uh, we'll write something else, you know. So, um, but yeah, I've, you know, I've learned a lot from doing fire and hopefully bringing those that same energy and feel into so fact totem. Everyone feels good about what they're doing. So I love that. Yeah. Where can people hear you next, by the way, just so they can they can your next few engagements? Uh, tomorrow I've got uh, the Chamber Music Society at Wolf Trap, and then again on at Alice Tully. Be doing a few, uh, featuring other instrumentalists as well. I'll be doing Ravel, um, Don Quixote, and the Shostakovich Spanish songs. Cool. Um, yeah, it's a lot of Russian. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, and it's strophic. It's strophic on top of that. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's the worst. I, look, I, saw, I was like looking through it and I saw that repeat sign and I was like, no. no. No, but they're great songs. I know. Um, and then I'm, I have one performance of uh, the Holiday oh, Tamer right. Magic Flute. Yeah, that's right. Pop piano. So yeah. on so, New Year's Day. So. Oh yeah, Happy yeah. New Year's. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but you know what? Like, how awesome! Like, but it's a year that we're singing and working. Praise Jesus. Yeah. So, right. Um, right. So people check out Will Liverman. Make sure you buy tickets. Right. Go ahead. Here, go. rapid fire. Do rapid you want to start fire. rapid fire? Rapid fire. <laughs> I'll let you start this time. Oh, me? Okay, okay. Yeah, I know. Um, what do I want to ask? Oh, what is the craziest rumor you've ever heard about yourself? <laughs> um, that, well, that I love Wendy's restaurant. And it's not so crazy, but it's, yeah, it's true. Wendy's is my favorite. I wrote a parody song about Wendy's to the tune of All of Me by John Legend. That's hysterical. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right, I kinda... Oh, we're going to have to hear that sometime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're my husband loves Wendy's and I'm like, mm, yeah. what? 
I, I'm sorry. I do not love the flavor of the beef. Just saying. Oh, of no. The what? Well, the, the beef. beef. The beef tastes weird to me. I don't know. What's your favorite fast food place then? If you had to eat fast food. I if you had to pick one fast food place. McDonald's. <laughs> okay. I'll give you that. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah, They're French fries. They're French fries. I like crack. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. We have a All phrase. Right. French fries fix everything. So if we're having a bad day, McDonald's French fries. fries it is. So and I'm sorry, Miss Rabinovsky, but what do you get after a show? Chicken McNuggets. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They got rid of that McDonald's across from Lyric and it broke my heart. I know. There's like nothing there now. now. Yeah, is no, there is nothing, nothing there. Mm -mm, I know. Okay. What gets you up in the morning? Breakfast. Nope. Make bagel. Okay. bagel. Have one. Yeah. Wendy's. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. I'm sorry, but New York City has the best breakfast bagel sandwiches. Eh. They do. They do. But I, but the Midwest has the best like breakfast like places because oh. yeah the pan but the bagels you can't find them anywhere else but yeah I had a bagel this morning I went to Zucker's Bagels oh, breakfast okay. wakes me up I'm sorry I'm goddess baker up. right the goddess baker in in Chicago which yes. place goddess the goddess baker is that what it's called mm. oh the goddess oh you gonna have to find that it's very good breakfast lunch yum 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 Carrie yeah. go I need to know this. I don't, I don't want to gain weight on a job. Okay. <laughs> they have healthy stuff. They have avocado toast. Oh, her eyes lit up, kind of, yeah. I know, but then I was like, man, aren't we past that avocado toast phase? Like, don't you- oh, They have other stuff too. They have yummy <laughs> stuff. No. Okay, go, sorry, go, go. this is not rapid fire. Okay, sorry. <laughs> What's the worst habit you have that you will never break? Ooh. Wow. Being last minute, <laughs> just like. Oh, really? Oh, no. And not like in a, I don't know. I just, yeah. I just, because that's just how my brain works. Like, I just, I know I'm going to get it done. But like, if you tell me something that's six, like six months, it needs to be done. And it's like six months away. It's just like my brain, something just sets off my brain where it's like, oh, it's coming up. So I need to get it done. I don't know. That's just how my brain works. Renee Fleming said myself, the same thing. Renee yeah. said, if I don't have a timeline, I'm never going to get it done. Yeah. Like, so I have to know, okay, this is coming in a month. This is coming in two months. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And I stress myself out every time. Yeah. Last uh, minute. What's a song that always gets stuck in your head, Will? A song that always gets stuck in my head would have to be Baby Got Back, Sir Mix a Lot. <laughs> it's, my, it's my karaoke go to. Is it so, really? Oh, oh, I got to hear this. Yeah. Oh Gary, we are doing this. We are we are in Chicago. Yeah. I am gonna fly to Chicago just okay. to hear that. All right. All right. I'm ready. Yeah. Throw it, down. Throw it down. It's about to happen. Okay. <laughs> Miss Alchema. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, do you have any favorite? I love this question. I feel like I ask it too much, but whatever. Um, do you have any famous or favorite wardrobe malfunctions during a show? Oh um my collar always goes up weird like it's always like it's yeah it's like always the right side of it and it just never gets down like every time i look at myself they're like there goes my collar again like it's always a collar thing for okay. me okay. so you're yeah. always popping your collar on stage yeah yeah it's always like popped a little bit yeah yeah it's always <laughs> and that and a bow tie sometimes i get really self-conscious when i do concerts that it's like messed up so like i'll have my binder and i'll like slowly <laughs> like look down and like i always like 
just position it because I always it's always a little crooked. Yeah. Uh, double face tape, little secret. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're too young yeah. to know. Favorite <laughs> word. Favorite word? Vibes. Okay. okay. Favorite word. Okay. Mm-hmm. Least yeah. favorite word. Particles. Particles. Why? Because of the way it sounds in the mouth? Or feels in the mouth? Like food particles. I don't like that oh. word. <laughs> yeah. You're right. That's horrible. Isn't it terrible? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My dad used to say that randomly. I don't know. It's like, make sure you get all the food particles out of your mouth. Like, after you eat, it's like with the toothpick. I'm like, ugh, gross. Like, I hate dad. that. Dad, no. Okay. Um, What is the worst job that you've ever had? Um, Pizza Hut. Am. Yeah. Am. Everyone's cholesterol went up in our family because we would take all the leftover pizza home and it was just, it was a just, yeah. I Your family's like, oh no, we'll not pizza. Bring home any more pizza, we're gonna. Can you, <laughs> yeah. even, can you even eat Pizza Hut now? Not so much, no. Okay. Okay. Okay, Carrie, do it. Favorite cuss word in any language? Oh, probably just damn. Ooh, damn. Yeah. I haven't heard that yeah. in a while. Okay. I've heard that. Fuck mm-hmm. is usually the number one. <laughs> right. Because you can use it every, but you know, <clears throat> damn, you can kind of like a damn. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'm a good cursor, too. Oh, I don't okay. know. Other than what I do in the show. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> But that's probably my favorite word. Or like my favorite, yeah, I always, I resort to that a lot, yeah. You okay, know, last um, one. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. No, okay. my husband, when I hear him say a cuss word, it's weird. Like it's very rare that he says it. And it just doesn't sound right coming out of his mouth, like yeah. out of his body. Now, yeah. On the other hand, it sounds like a second language. It's <laughs> Gary is a trucker. Gary <laughs> <laughs> is a stage oh, and or a trucker. That's last question. Yep. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you walk through the pearly gates? Oh my God. If I, um... well, oh my God. There you go. That's it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. God. <laughs> um, I don't know. Good job. <laughs> That's nice. An old pat on the back? Yeah. Yeah. And, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I would want, yeah. I would audition for the choir up there. Sounds like it'd be a dope choir. Yep. I think you. I think you get in. I don't know. There's a lot of yeah. Maybe I don't know. I think you get it. I think you get in. <laughs> Very cool. Listen, listen, I'm getting in, but I'll probably be in the back by the buffet table. I always say that. I'm like <laughs> in your Disney princess costume. In my Disney princess. Yeah. I'm here. Okay. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. And, and you're gonna be seeing Baby Gum. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'll get in singing that. Yeah. I can't wait to hear that. Well, thank you for joining us. Really, it's and it's so nice to meet you. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Seriously, yeah, it's Yay. really yeah, it's been great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, are you kidding? No, I've been watching what you've been doing over the pandemic, and I was like, we, and then with fire shuffling my bones, I'm like, we. That's why I freaked out when I saw Alex. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta get will. We gotta get will. All right, but thank you for joining us. That, like she said, and uh, I look forward to seeing you, you in Chicago and hanging out and getting to know you more. So yeah. And good yeah. luck next week with your. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Take care. Be well. And yeah. uh, we will see you soon. Okay. 
Yeah, thank you so much, guys. Thank yeah. you. Thank Bye. You.